Hey, welcome back to Reclaiming Reality. We are three buddies looking for some truth from a Christian perspective. As always, you got me, Ben, Charles, and Nick both with us today, and we are going to be talking about worship. Now, before you click away, those of you who are not Christians, there's actually going to be plenty to unpack here, I think for everybody. So, we decided we wanted to talk about worship because it is a very, very common term that gets thrown around, especially in Christian circles, all the time. And we realized we, we haven't heard a lot said about it. It's kind of one of those things that everyone just assumes that you know what it is. So we said, let's get together and let's have a conversation about what worship is. Let's get back to the basics. Let's define our terms um, and break it down. And, and see what we got. As always, guys, we did not plan this conversation out. We are Skyping in all across America, so you're going to hear a little bit of an audio delay. But let's get into it. Nick, what, what is worship, man? It's a weird, bible sounding word. Help me out. Wow. Uh, I'm honored that you turned to me for help on this question. <laughs> <laughs> I turned to Charles last week, I think, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, I think worship is a demonstration of our affections. I think that it's where it's so deep. I mean, where do you even start in defining the word? I, I don't even know how to start thinking about it. Um, but it is something that people do every Sunday, or at least supposedly do, in church. Um, and it's something that we try to think about doing on a regular basis in our lives. So I kind of yeah. want to restate the question for the audience and say, Ooh. what is worship? What do you think it is? For me, I think that worship is, like I said, a display of our affections. I think that it helps us see what's in our hearts, how to do it. Mm. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that on today. Hopefully, I think that's where we might go. Um, Charles, what do you think worship is? Man, I got so much to say about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? So if there's a million questions to ask and to answer about worship, right? Let me just begin by saying this. I have led worship in groups ever since I was like 15, right? Which was like 10 years ago, right? And my views on worship have changed drastically. Hmm. What used to be, I you know, we just kind of do it and it's fun and you get all Bible and Jesus y and it's nice, right? Has kind of turned to a question of that, like, why, why am I doing this at all, honestly? Um, and I'd be hard pressed to say that I didn't hold some bitterness yeah. in regards to the concept of worship in America. But to answer your question, that's just to preface this for the audience. I'm going to be the devil's advocate on this episode. Okay. Um, but as far as what is worship, the best I've heard is that is anything that glorifies everything you do that is to the glory of God, which also means everything. And if that means everything, that also kind of means nothing. So it's, it's this huge circle of mess. I just clearly censored myself right there. Um, <laughs> but let's get into it. Ben, what do you think worship is, my dude? Man, I I did a long sit down with myself about that question uh, this past week. And I had a blast kind of doing the old, 
you can kind of Socrates yourself. I think we've talked about that before on the podcast, and I kind of tried to do that. And I literally sat down and said, I typed, because I'm so ADD. If I'm going to focus on anything, it got to get typed. So I sat down and I typed, what is worship? And the first thing that kind of came to mind was giving something glory. Like that, like that simple. And that led into a whole host of other questions, such as, why would you give something glory? Like, how did we get this glory that we have to give someone or something? Which thing should we show the glory to? There, there was just, and, it, and that was a blast. Nick and I talked about this a little bit. I, I just kind of showed him that document because I was like, man, look how many places we can take this. Um, I have a place to start if you'd like. Yeah. I think we should answer the question, who worships? Oh my gosh. I got thoughts for days on this. Were you about it? Were you setting yourself up there and I just stole your thunder? No, 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 no. I, I think, you know, this was for you, Ben. Okay, dude. So if I, I wrote a bunch about this, who worships? I think the answer, the, the quick answer is everybody worships. Because if we're going to use the definition I just put forward is that, you know, it's showing, it's giving glory to something. We all give glory to something all the time, whether it's ourselves, whether it's the CEO position at our work, whether it's a pretty sunrise, whether it's the latest sports team, like whatever it is, we take something. A woman? A woman? Yes, Charles. <laughs> Always eager to bring her up. Um, hey, I love women. I just do. Hey. No, you aren't wrong, bro. Seriously. Like, I, I know that's been a thing for me my whole life is elevating relationship above where it should be right and we have kind of given so much of ourselves to so many different things and i think the question isn't who worships it's just what do we worship and what okay. ought we worship because i cannot think of a of a person who doesn't worship in fact i think it's it's part of the very human nature to worship I made this con this connection when I was writing between consciousness and worship because something that I had written got me to the place where I was like, okay, there's a connection there. If everyone worships and only conscious people worship, then what's kind of the, the tie-in between consciousness and worship? And I think the answer is that it's not, since it's not enough for our lives to be about nothing, our lives have to have a purpose, have to have a, a direction then we worship whatever direction we're heading in. We're, we're worshiping whatever's at the end of that, I might say, not the direction itself, but what, what is ever at the end of that road is what we are worshiping, where our time, our money, our effort, things like that go to. Hmm, that was so, a lot on that question. That, uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to interrupt you there. So, so everyone has an object of worship, just to restate whether you're a Christian, whether you're non-Christian, whatever, whatever you identify as, you have an object of worship, which means yeah. you also have a trajectory that you're headed in based off of that object of worship. Is that what you're saying, Ben? That's a really good nutshelling. Okay. Interesting. <coughs> nutshelling. Can, can I <laughs> hop in on this one? Yeah, please hop in. That actually stirs up a, a question here for me. Um, if worship is seeing something and setting it as something to be pursued hmm. or desired, right? 
Though my immediate first thought on that makes me think, how many Christians are not really worshiping God? Then? Ooh. And then using the, you know, theology or the Christianology in America to yep. just glorify them, right? Because we call that worship too, but like, let's be honest, if you're not pursuing God, you're pursuing your own ambitions. Dude, and that's so, why it's so healthy for us, I think, to define these terms like this. Because mm-hmm. it kind of shows us, oh, wait, worship isn't singing on Sunday morning. Worship is the name we have given to singing on Sunday morning. Worship is something way bigger. Wow. Well, if that's the case, we, for the sake of speaking precisely, we, uh, I just bumped my mic. We might need to reconsider what we call that time then. Hmm. Yeah. Can you say that one well, more time? So, like, we call, and that's that's part of the, the myriad of issues that I have with America's Christianology, right? Or Christianisms, we'll call it that, right? Is that we throw around these terms like sanctification, like worship, like offering or whatever, tithing, and they don't mean anything because we just have ascribed so many things to worship you know is worship really putting something on sunday morning or is it setting it in your heart to something that is to be pursued Hmm. and then if you say that well then is serving on then what do you do that because you're still serving that thing that you're pursuing right yeah i see where you're going with this so so what you're saying is it's not possible to just worship on a sunday morning it has to by by the definition that we're putting forward, it has to be something that is a continual, carries you throughout the week, right? Hmm. Yeah, like a priority. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. A priority. I think that's a really good non-religiously charged word, Charles, to kind of tie this I all up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You got you to gotta say, and here's the thing, right? And this bothers me too, amongst the many things that bother me, which I'm probably going to say 10 more times. But if we don't make it, like if you take the gospel, right, whether that be worship, services, whatever, and you put this like Christian language on it, right, Mm. oftentimes that Christian language ends up becoming like a barrier, you know? Yes, yes. Mm. I think this is really important to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah. You can't include people in worship. They don't know what it is. We just think you shouting the Holy Ghost and talking in tongues, not to call anybody out. But No, absolutely, man. And that's how we get so many pieces of Christianity that kind of are floating around in this confused space, right? Is we have this super Christian word, and then we, we think that only Christians are the people who direct worship at something, and then we exclude a massive part of the population even though as we kind of just discussed everyone worships like it why does worship have to be directed at a deity like who who defined that like yes i get it's a religiously charged word but all it means is like bringing something glory by what you're doing and i and i think that's such a good point charles is that when we make it only a religious word it kind of takes the importance out of it because is the most important worship religious worship probably we can get into that later but is that the only type of worship dude i think people worship themselves on the daily people yeah, literally worship sports man what <laughs> please yeah. continue 
Whatever Charles said, he had to cover his mouth, so I'm assuming we'll have to bleep it. Uh, Nick, I, I thought you were about to jump in there. No, no, keep going. No, man, I just, I think that's really important for us to be able to separate words. It, it's something that I think the English language has the most words out of any language on planet Earth. I recently heard that in a I'm podcast. Sorry. Not sure if it's right. <laughs> have not fact-checked it. Charles looks very upset at me right now. No. The Greek, the Greek language has like four, it's like either four to seven times as many words as the English maybe, language. Maybe they meant like languages that are being spoken. I don't know. Maybe uh, they meant words that are just fluff and you don't actually follow through with anything. Like if you're in a politics. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a politician, you were an expert of saying nothing. <laughs> Talking a whole lot. So, okay. So I'm, I'm going to tell me, tell me if it's wrong for me to put us back on the rail here and say that, yeah, I wrote down the question. So how How dare you, Nick? (laughs) I wrote down the question. How do we know then what is the object of our worship? Hmm. Is that like, is that putting us in a different direction or is there more that you want to talk about? I think that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So do you want to take a stab at that one first, bro? I think my first immediate reaction to that is, have you ever heard the phrase, uh, show me your pocketbook and I'll show you where your heart is. Yeah. Something. Um, given those of us who are economically like stingy and don't even contribute money, that would mean all of my money goes to my stomach, which is accurate. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and given the size of your muscles, I'm assuming that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different story. Um, you should never spend a thousand dollars on restaurants in a month and still buy groceries. But bro, live in California. Um, but I think when you talk about where do you spend your time, where do your thoughts go, what do you obsess over, you know? Yeah. And when you have that moment of absolute nothingness, when yeah. you have the quiet in your brain, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Yeah. You know, yeah. Nick, I'd love to hear you answer this one too, bro. Like, you're doing a great job of asking the questions, but what do you think about this one? Oh, man. Put me on the spot here. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. This is good. I, I think another question I'm just going to answer by asking another question is, what do we think about when we first wake up in the morning? I mean, I so I was yep. a physics major in college, and I will tell you, my career and my grade book was like, or grade card report, whatever, whatever the heck people call it these days is like the only thing that i thought about like i as soon as i got up in the morning if i even slept at all that night was yeah. like the only thing that i thought about was my assignments the things i had to do that day and it was horrible like i lived in so mm. much anxiety and and I, one could say that that was a you know that was a trajectory um based upon an object of worshiping my own career yeah. You know, so how do we know what we worship? I think that we look at our priorities. Like Charles said, I think that we look at the decisions that we make because Charles actually talked about this in his first podcast, first video, was that you can't trick yourself. You, your behavior is a direct result of what you believe. So if you really want to know what you believe, yeah, you got to look at the way you live. I mean, you you're it's hard to really live inconsistent with what you believe. But you can trick yourself into thinking that you believe something when your life shows the opposite. So if you want to look at the direct results, look at how you live your life, the things that come out of your mouth, 
Um, Jesus actually talked about this a lot. I'm sure we'll get there, but I kind of want to, I kind of want to go in the direction of how do we, how do we worship as Christians? Dude, um, yes. Can we, can we table that for just a sec? Sure. Yeah. I, I just want to dig in before we leave the kind of not specifically religious part, just this really interesting story. Um, hopefully <laughs> that's like the way to set yourself up for success, right? Yeah. You guys prepare yourself. This is a doozy. <laughs> uh, when I was 16, I worked at Olive Garden and there was this guy there who I would uh, try to tell about Jesus, right? Um, in the Christian world, we call this witnessing and I would try to witness to him. And one day he just blurts out that he's a Satanist. And I'm like, whoa, like in my head, I immediately pictured like the cloak that like goes over your nose, like the hood, you know what I mean? Goes over your nose, like a goat in, in like a circle with a pentagram drawn on and like blood everywhere. Oh my and I'm just God. like, this dude is crazy. Um, and he goes, it's actually not as weird as it seems. Look into it. And I did. And I was really blown away. It might've changed a lot. This is what 16 year old Ben discovered. So take it with a grain of salt. But at the time, the, the information I found essentially said that Satanists believe in it, excess of everything because they don't believe in actual Satan. They believe in what Satan stood for because mm. hypothetically, let's say you believe in Satan and you're for Satan. Also, who do you have to believe in? God. Who wins? God. So you're kind of like losing team. I'll pick them. It's like when I tried to root for the Atlanta Falcons a few Super Bowls ago and then the Patriots came Ooh. along. Like it was bad. And yeah. it's just picking the losing team. So they're like, okay, we don't believe in him. We're hyper atheists. So it's kind of just a hedonistic like eat, drink, and be merry because that's all that matters. And and kind of the the what comes – it's not really a presupposition, but what comes along with that is if that's all that matters, then I'm all that matters. Then making myself happy is all that matters. Therefore, my life is about making myself happy, and then you have kind of created yourself God. And I think literally satanic, if we want to use that term because we're talking about Satanism – thinking is completely pervasive in our cu culture. People talk about happiness as it's the point to life every day. You hear this That's in relationship talks about what's up. I'm gonna call it what it is. That's what Joel Olstein talks about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what the pro whole prosperity movement's based on. It's you are God and it's creeped its way into relationships. I love you because you make me happy. How many times have you guys heard that? A million. Many. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Way too many. So anyway, so hope all that to say we make ourselves God. So as you're saying that, I was thinking, and I want to let I want to give Charles the floor here. But as as you're saying that, I was thinking, then does that mean we only have two options of worship? Then like something that is either true or false, or something that is either me or God, bruh. Do we have more options? I don't know. Set me up with two like T balls, right? First off, to Ben's point, when you talk about essentially making yourself God, isn't it what? Wasn't that how Satan fell in Paradise Lost? Yup. Yeah, he was trying to like usurp God. Yeah, I love that word, usurp God, and then he was cast down for it. Yeah, right? and that's the same thing essentially. Um, to Nick's point, 
that is the entire point. That's why it's the gospel. And what makes it so unique, you know, and my way of going about learning about different worldviews and whatnot, I learned that Christianity and Christianity based upon the Christ is rooted in this type of love that only works if the person giving the love ends up being sacrificed, if you will, in some measure or form. Hmm. Think about it like this. The most glorifying thing that Jesus did was die on a cross for us, right? Yeah. Therefore, that type of love has to be extrinsically focused hmm. in its nature, right? Yeah. It cannot be about you and be love, according to that yeah. model. Hold on to that thought, right? Now, if we're talking about worship, as we talked about glorifying something, then your focus ultimately is on yourself, whether that be you getting the position or the money or the girl. It ultimately is self-centered, which goes kind of back. It sounds more like that Satanistic, you know, eat, drink and be merry, glorify yourself, as opposed to the Christ, which is the archetypical opposite, said, I will give everything up so you can mm. have, live, be, Amen. right? And I guess that does make it kind of a duality, or maybe that's not the right word. But there has to be one or the other. Are you serving yeah. yourself or are you serving God or something outside of yourself? Charles, this was another thing that I, I wrote a good bit about um, earlier this week. I, after I defined worship, one of those questions was, who do I worship? Now that I know that I'm going to be worshiping something, who do I worship? And the answer came pretty quickly. It was, whatever is most deserving of your worship. And I was like, okay, cool. What's most deserving of my worship? Um, which, which is a massive question. And I actually broke that one down into like absurdly simple things. And I was like, we kind of know when something deserves worship. When the Iraq war veteran comes off without his hand or comes home without his hands, you stand up for that guy. When the widow walks in, you stand up for her. Mm -hmm. When the... Even let's get less serious. When the hero basketball player, come, like if LeBron walked in, you're going to be on your feet. You know what I mean? Like people who deserve glory. And then I was like, okay, so we know that there's some people who deserve glory. That's just kind of baked into our nature. But, and, and they deserve glory because they're good. Something about them is good and something about them deserves glory. So then the thing that would be most deserving of glory, or even I could say deserving of all the glory, would be the archetype of good. It would be good's good. It would be whatever has defined good would literally deserve all of the glory. And as soon as I wrote that, I just like took my hands off the keyboard because I was like, that's a Bible verse. Yeah, like to him be all the honor and all the power and all the glory. And that means that God isn't this egotistical, conceited jerk sitting up there like, tell me how awesome I am. He is deserving of that. And me getting with you guys and being like, guys, let's pray and worship, which we do, by the way. That's us saying, hey, there's someone who is so amazing. He is worth us talking about. Yeah. Like if, if a human can deserve two claps, what does the archetype the author of goodness deserve all of it so then what we call worship on sunday mornings feels like small ball like that feels like man we're gonna try but like we aren't even gonna get close here so that that was one of the more exciting to me trains i went down but yeah what do you guys think about 
how do we pick where we direct our worship? Because Nick, I do agree. There is a choice between true or untrue. I think the choice is a little bigger than myself or God, because like, I think you can worship other people also, and that's also not God. Hmm. It almost sounds like, like you can worship other gods. Yeah. You kind of make them into that, don't you? Yeah. Hmm. Guys, maybe a moment of vulnerability. How about that? This is a new segment on the podcast called Moment of Vulnerability with Ben. (laughs) Um, Guys, what are things that we turn into idols very easily? Freedom. Freedom. Absolutely freedom. There's nothing I want more in this world than the ability to make my own decisions and move. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Or to not be wasted. So, like, all my stuff's ambitions. Hmm. (laughs) All right. Not waste my talents. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say for me, it's probably uh, historically has been relationships. Um, would love, can't wait to settle down one day. And I think you that's are such something... a cancer, bro. <laughs> not, not, not like, not like a, a malignant tumor. You are like <laughs> your zodiac cancer is. It's you are just a thorough cancer. Oh, thank you for clarifying, Charles. I was like, um, I mean, I know Ben's pretty bad, but he's not everything that's wrong in the world. Like, one of my favorite <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Ouch. Ben. I love you. <laughs> one of my favorite jokes about um, zodiac signs is my mother was a cancer and she was actually killed by a giant crab. It's not mine, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Nick, I hope nobody dies of crabs. Moment of vulnerability with Nick. Yeah. For me, I kind of already mentioned it. It was my career, man. Everything yeah. I everything I wanted was was in achieving success and doing it the right way. And I yeah, I honestly I, I think for I would I would venture to say that for all three of us, I can only speak for myself, this these idols have largely been torn down painfully yeah. painfully <laughs> um yeah. but that's all i'm gonna say for right now fair well all right man thank you guys for detouring with me there um yo you hit me before we hit this detour right yeah you hit me with a point that literally had my brain in stun mode for like 45 seconds it did you're talking about well the person that we have to worship is the greatest of all greats and all that and i was like yes and then I saw a little hook, and I had to address it. Yeah, right? please, man. We're talking about God. You know what I'm saying? He's the good of all goods. He's the great of all greats. He is such a goat that he makes Tom Brady look like like small fries. It's a thing, <laughs> right? And I think he's worthy to be worshipped. And even though, if I'm being totally honest, I do struggle with that as well. I'm yeah. not going to try to front like I got it all together because I don't. But that makes one of us then. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that gets me about that is how hard it would be to worship God without knowing the character of God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I like this. Yeah. So that that just it took me like a pause. Right. And now we see God's glory all over the place, like the mountains or the ocean or, you know, the fact that we're even still functioning as a society right now. Yeah. 
you know, and that's his glory, but oftentimes you don't attribute it to him. We look at the mountains and say, yeah. oh, that happened by chance, you know, or the fact that someone could be forgiving at all is that's a marvel, you know, yeah. and I don't characterize that to God. I think so part of it is giving credit where credit is due. Yeah. yeah and to say that, you know, because there are people listening to this podcast who are believers who do not fully believe that God is good. And, and I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying that why, I mean, there's a reason behind that, um, is that there, there's an objective statement that God is good, but for many of us, it hasn't become, it hasn't made its way into the reality that we live in every Mm. day. Well said. Um, well, what's and I think that that's a little problematic when actually Nick, can I, can I temper that just a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I'm going to say it, it hasn't, Instead of it hasn't made its way into our current reality, mm-hmm. can we change that just a little bit into we currently cannot see how it has made its way hmm. into our reality? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, okay, that's that's all I wanted to add, bud. No, that's great. Thanks for doing that. So, but what's good? That's a deep question. <laughs> We're talking about worship, right? Wait, what was the question? I'm so sorry, Skype questions. broke up. What What is good? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Here we go. What we're talking about? C.S. Lewis. Socrates, you there? <laughs> <laughs> the other part of that, right? And this is me just off top. If we're talking about God, or we're talking about us. We're also going to look at us because we see us, and I smell me, and I know me, right? I'm sorry. But you don't know God. Yeah, I, hopefully that's pretty good. You know, I just <laughs> deodorant and shower. Anyway, but I know me, and I know me relatively well. But if you don't know God. Right, you cannot understand what is goodness yeah. or why he's yeah. worthy to be worshipped, and we oftentimes put God in this box, either something that is like ethereal and not real, or yeah. things happen by chance. So we don't describe the character of God, and then we describe God as being good, which is important because if you don't know what is good, then you'd assume that you're good. And the way that's kind of a hmm. fallacy of a jump, but like when we're talking about hmm. something to be worshipped, I'm gonna worship that which brings me the most good. Yeah. Or teaches me the most good. And if God is worthy to be worshipped because he's good, I hope I'm not speaking too fast, by the way. Um, If God is worthy to be worshipped because he is good, we have to know what good is. Because then we see who God is and why we should worship him instead of ourselves. Hmm. I felt like I talked really fast. No, no, that that was fantastic, man. I think that actually really heavily touches on something we talked about in the American Gospel Part 2 episode of even even with the word Jesus, we say Jesus and for some reason end up meaning completely different things. So like when I say Jesus, I think I'm talking about a different God than my Mormon brothers and sisters, right? Like we, we right. kind of went into that a little bit. So yeah, man, I think that's unbelievably important. And I think kind of the reason I was trying to cage that in almost non- specifically Christian language it's and why I think you did too it's like before we can go to the Christian we have to come here Hmm. before we can accept who God is like before we can accept that God is good we have to kind of have an idea of good and to some degree that's definable and I'm goodness we could fill 
like I'm sure there's podcasts about the definition of good, right? Like literally every philosopher ever has tried to define that to some degree. Um, but also to a large degree. Oh, did we just lose Charles? Oh, he's coming back. Never mind. I'm back. I'm good. Um, but also we, there's a piece inside of us that just innately gets it, which is so bizarre. Um, and I'm not like my philosophical mind is really mad at me right now that I'm kind of shirking that question. <laughs> but I think almost for the purposes of us continuing to have a worship discussion, we almost might have to leave it there. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to yeah, paint I, over this too much. What do you think, Nick? I, I think the next logical place to go would be to, you know, we're, we're talking about the why. Why do we worship? Uh, the fact that everybody does worship. I feel like the next logical place would be to be like, how do we worship? Um, but that I feel like would be a discussion for, for later on because we could do an entire episode on that. But I think that yeah. you made just just a huge point about everyone having some idea of good, and that is by default what we pursue. And it's almost a matter of, of whether our good is lining up with what is actually good, you know? Yep. Because if it's not, then we I would call that being deceived, right? Yeah. If, I'm glad you're saying this. And so the the introspection part of it is not to just be mean and say hey you have to search yourself and get it right you know and line yourself up with this thing but the reason why we ask the question how do i know what i believe how do i know what i'm pursuing how do i know what i worship is because we want to kind of dig a little bit we do this ourselves we want to know whether or not we're being deceived because if we are are working our way towards towards worshiping what is true, then we we know that we're on the right path and we could spend forever talking about that too. Yeah. But if we're not on that path, then I think that that would have to, by definition, place us on another path, which makes us vulnerable to all sorts of bad. Totally agree with that. Well, I think that might be the end of that road I'm at 34 minutes, which means we got about 15 left. Um, should we take some time and get in? Charles, I know you were kind of pumped to talk about this, the the more worship culture in, in America slash the West of what worship has come to mean slash what we would like it to mean. I think that would actually, I'm going to let y'all run with this. I think there's something that really bothers me about the way we do worship in America. Bring it, bro. Um, and I think it actually ties in really well to what we're talking about, right? Sweet. You extol, which might be a $10 word, but you extol something in your heart as something that is good, right? Something you want to have, aspire to be like. It's something, it's just, it's awesomeness. We need to worship it. I, let's look at my face. Do you see this face? When you think of authenticity, I want you to think of this face, right? Because I will abuse this word over the course of all of these videos, right? <laughs> And if you're not doing it for real and you're not doing it from a place of authenticity, you might, in my opinion, you might as well not be doing it. Truthfully. So I, we have had this discussion a number of times at, there's actually going to be a video. I'm going to put out a video about worship as well. It'll be um, the real versus right part two. We'll talk about worship a little bit. Um, but I, we go to this church and we all come inside we sit down, shake some hands, 
back before COVID. <laughs> yeah, and good point. We stand up, and we sing these songs that, first off, really don't mean anything because it's just a bunch of you know flowy waters, and occasionally you talk about like breaking chains or mighty rivers or whatever, oceans and whatnot. Um, a lot of water references. There's a lot of water references. Water and fire. Water and fire. <laughs> oh. But, like, the words don't really mean, actually mean that much, you know? And then you sit down, and you're like, all right, we sang this song. For what? Did you mean an, a word of that? Will you be singing that same song when you're going through tribulation? When you hear that song, does it actually make you think of the glory of God, or do you just sing it? Because the person in front of you holding the guitar said to sing the song, mm. you know, and that's a problem that I had. That's really one of the bigger problems I have with the way that we do worship is because I, if you're going to just sing, sit there and sing because you have to, but you don't feel that connection to God. It's not a yearning to like sing it to him, be with him. Like you might as well shut up. So Charles, let me, that, that's a lot. Of stuff so let me try to restate kind of the the bits i'm get getting in order so we can talk about it uh, as effectively as possible um one you're saying there's a wrong attitude we approach worship and, and now we're talking about musical worship so f for the record when i say worship for the next little bit i'm talking about the musical beginning of traditionally the musical beginning of a church service yes. um first off you're saying we approach that worship time with a wrong attitude yes uh second that the songs themselves are fairly hollow yes and let's see i had a third one no that's enough let's let's just dig into those first two um nick i you know i have a lot of thoughts on this um i'll throw this over to you bud um what do you think about kind of those two main points that charles just said um, I have a lot of thoughts on this as well. I, I think that I don't mean to interrupt you. No, I, I, I think really don't. I think we should do a. I think that. we should take a break, and do a, a second part on this. I think that'll be really helpful for the audience and us being able to go just a little bit deeper into some of this. Oh, stuff. a cliffhanger! Yeah, I think we should leave this as Bro. a cliffhanger and just say that um, we are going to cover how to worship, but also we want to bring this idea of worship into a cultural, social, current aspect that we, as Americans, are all experiencing right now. Um, what do you guys think about that? That's a good idea. You did also miss the third point, Ben. What was the third point? What was the third point? What I miss? That if you're singing because you have to, ah, and just, that was it. you're just like going through the motions, you might as well not do it. Yep. Thank you, buddy. But yes, I completely agree, Nick. I think that's a good idea. Sweet. Well, let me let me table with not counterpoints at all, but just slight responses. Okay, um, what you gotta say? I totally agree that we approach worship with the, in the wrong mentality. I think that so many of our songs have become fluff, and it breaks my heart. It's really sad, but at the same time, I just. Like, I don't disagree with the word you said, man. But at the same time, I just have to temper that with, I've seen these people who are 
so ignorant and hungry. And honestly, I hope I'm in that category. Like, guys, we all had the privilege. We So, more, more fun facts. We all went to college out in Colorado. And, man, those people worshipped. Like, we were part of this, this group. And, man, there are worshipers out there. There are people that are pursuing the Lord in spirit and truth. And it is, it'll, it'll freaking change your life. And it changed mine. And just since I've seen that, I just wanted to add, I'm not debating you at all. And I know you fully agree with everything I've just said. But I just wanted to add that caveat of it's not hopeless, man. Like, yeah, there's, there's progress being made right now. And also to caveat this, since we're wrapping up the episode, if, if you are listening to this and you didn't realize you were worshiping anything, if you're listening to this and worshiping Jesus has sounded weird and religious-y forever, the things we hope you take away from our conversation today, first off, know that Christians don't have it perfect. We, we have not crushed every aspect of this, and we accept that. But at the same time, you are worshiping something, and you better figure out what you're worshiping because that's what your life is about. So, guys, without further ado... I think it is safe to say that we are Reclaiming Reality. Three buddies looking for some truth from a Christian perspective. You can follow us on the social medias. I think right now we're on Facebook and Instagram. Who knows what else we're on by the time this podcast gets released. Thank you for joining us for our Sunburn special. Wait, hold on. Just me? Just me doing the Sunburn special? (laughs) Guys, step up. You should have done better for our Sunburn special. I am mad at both of you. Thank you for joining. We will see you again whenever we release another video. Bye.